Hi everybody, welcome back to Della Della Bills, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. I'm here to kind of piggyback off of some of the past couple of podcasts and, and also generally on this theme of human psychology, human behavior, and what aspects of how we're wired can actually be detrimental to our ability, our actual ability to save money, to to really think about and manifest these goals to hit long-term targets, and how we can actually take steps to combat some of those things. So this is more of a, you know, a psychology episode today, but I thought it was really important because it's really integral to all of us and how we think, how we act, why we act in the the ways that we do and how we can use that, especially being aware of that and, and knowing how it impacts our behaviors, how we can actually be mindful of that and change some of those behaviors to, to make them more beneficial for our, I would say both short-term and, and long-term life and enjoyment. So, you know, we as humans have some some mental limitations and some of those I'll, I'll kind of spell out here. So the first one is really like distraction. So have you ever, have you ever been in a situation? I, I, this happens to me literally daily and I have to think daily how to better diminish, reduce, eliminate, control those distractions so that I can more effectively work. So for example, I have three different email accounts that I manage. And on top of that, I have really deep work that I need to do daily. And so sometimes during that deep work, I'll hear a ping, I'll see a new email come in and I will stop what I'm doing, go to the email and, you know, completely divert my attention and sometimes not even get back to my deep work. Or if I do, I literally have to start over because I mentally, I'm, I, I've checked out of what I was doing before. And instead of continuing that deep work, continuing to, you know, push through, finish that task before I move to something else or before I check emails, you know, I, I just kind of jump, jump into that. So, so distractions are real. Distractions are something that I think we constantly need to manage and control in our lives. And, you know, it can lead us to, to make, I would say, ineffective and inefficient decisions. And, and that can also lead to, I would say, poor financial decisions as well. Also, we are, we as humans are impulsive, right? So I'm sure you have either seen a coworker or colleague either, you know, have a blowout in a meeting or write a really nasty email response to an email that came into them. And, you know, you've probably been told, write your email as if, you know, you're going to write whatever you want to and then don't hit send and then delete it and then write something a little more politically correct or a little more professional. So we all have it in us to make decisions quickly and then later regret those decisions. And that's just, again, something that is very innate in our in our beings, in how our brain operates and works, especially because it's so hard to disassociate emotion with any kind of really like cognitive thinking and our ability to kind of function day to day. So that happens to all of us, happens to the best of us, and some can just control it better than others. We all just generally have levels of forgetfulness. So we 
all have very busy lives, a lot of moving parts, lots of variables and things that are happening constantly. So by nature, we may not remember to do everything. We may not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a chronic person with notes and I write everything down either digitally or on paper. I have to write notes or I will forget. What's funny is I find that when I write my notes, I typically, that's the first thing I remember. <laughs> so if I have it, what I would consider kind of backed up in my mind on paper or digitally and I have it there so I won't forget it, that always seems to be what triggers first when I think back to what do I have to do today? What have I still not done? What's my weekend plan? So on and so forth. But you know, things fall through the cracks, things happen. We lose sleep, we have busy days. Uh, we get derailed with our distractions. And so forgetfulness is just a natural concept that we we all have to kind of deal with and, and maintain. The fourth thing to consider, and we all have it, even though we all might not admit to it, but a general laziness. And I don't mean that in a derogatory or negative way, even though the general word has that connotation, but we all, as humans tend to take the path of least resistance in every facet of our lives. And that's just because as humans, it makes the most sense. Why put in extra effort? Why make something harder than it needs to be? Why, you know, why do something in excess in terms of that effort when we don't have to? So in a lot of ways, we are lazy, you know, sitting on the couch, is way more appealing than going to work out, going to the gym, running 10 miles. Okay, running five miles, let's not be excessive. Going for a walk, even a bike ride. You know, it's, when you think about it, it's going and buying and stopping by Taco Bell on your way home instead of going home and making dinner. You know, there's there's so many examples out there that that lead to the decisions that we've made, why we've made them, and how it all really does stem from a general sense of laziness. But the thing that I really wanted to talk about in this episode and today was temptations and the temptation of short-term goals or short-term satisfaction or short-term gratification versus long-term goals, long-term satisfaction, long-term gratification. And there's this concept known as present bias that we are all guilty of, even though we all are aware of it and we all understand the the underlying effect of it. So for example, you, you sit around a table, you're at a dinner party and they're serving hors d'oeuvres and you and appetizers and kind of small bites to eat. More than likely, unless you are very aware of yourself, you're looking forward to this meal, you're not extremely hungry, you're going to snack on the appetizers, you're gonna take something, you're gonna you're gonna bite, you're gonna nibble, you're gonna you're gonna eat, knowing that it's going to fill you up, knowing that you're not going to be as happy, as satisfied when you get to your meal. We all experience this. The short-term gratification in most cases, if not all cases, have has a tendency to really overweight those long-term rewards that we can get from anything. So this can be applied to so many aspects of your life, but of course I'm going to apply it financially. But I mean, think of weight loss or think of just your general healthy self 
and the food that you eat, the convenience of certain unhealthy foods versus eating healthy, or, or maybe the enjoyment of certain unhealthy foods versus eating uh, eating healthy, the enjoyment of just binge watching a, a show on your couch while you're laying around, the satisfaction you get doing that versus you know going to the gym and running on a treadmill or swimming laps or whatever you end up doing at the gym, but something active. So this has the tendency to really overpower and again, overweight those long-term incentives, those long-term goals. But there are ways that we can mitigate and eliminate some of these really, really innate behaviors and thought processes that are just a part of how we're wired. So one of the things that that researchers and you know various uh, academia have looked at over the years to combat this is is pairing. I'm I'm just calling it pairing. I'm making this up. So basically, what that means is pairing something you really enjoy or pairing something you're really looking forward to with maybe something you're not looking forward to. It will increase the effectiveness of you doing that thing and doing that thing consistently. And really, that's the biggest goal here is to keep doing something consistently. You've heard it when people talk about weight loss. Consistency is key to lose and maintain weight. Consistency of what you eat, consistency of your exercise and you know maintaining an active lifestyle. But the same goes for financial consistency, if you really think about it. So the consistency of doing something, creating a behavior that you can repeat consistently, month after month, week after week, quarter after quarter, that will allow you to build up that financial, you know, goose egg at the end of the day that benefits your long-term goals rather than just satisfying those short-term needs or those short-term wants, really. So, you know, there's examples of this everywhere. You know, an example of this could be watching, maybe binge-watching your favorite show or listening to your favorite audiobook while you're working out. It drives you to do something that's unpleasant while you pair it with something that's pleasant. Maybe you sit around and talk through your finances with your significant other with a large, hefty, expensive bottle of wine. That's definitely one on my list. Or maybe you guys, you treat yourself to a nice dinner that's within your budget and you do the same thing. You talk through goals, you, you, know, you set up what your goals are gonna look like, you define how much you're gonna save a month and put away, but Think about it that way. Make it fun and make it enjoyable. Make it something that you're looking forward to doing because that will drive you to continue that behavior, not just in the short term, but as a permanent behavior and activity that you do. So I think that's key to this as well. The other thing, and it's something that I've alluded to previously, but it's been super effective in my life. So I do like to share it over and over and over again with you guys is, I've shared with you, you've already kind of heard my my 2023 goals. Some are big, some are not so big, but really, especially when you think about like um, financial goals, break them up into micro tasks. Cause those micro tasks, you as a human, based on how you think, how you behave, are much more willing, able, and are probability going to actually move forward and keep that goal if you break it up into small micro goals that you can do weekly or monthly. So like, for example, 
if you look at a group of people that they've actually done studies on this and they've told them to save $150 a month, they're less likely to do that than if you were to ask those same people to divide that by four and save you know that much a month. So instead of that 150, you're looking at what like $35 a month or, or a week, I'm sorry, whatever that ends up being. I don't have a calculator in front of me and I can't do math in my head, but you get the point. So if you can break up, and that's just a financial example of breaking something up into micro tasks, but if you can break something up into something that's very manageable. So let's say you bring home I don't know, $1,000 a week. And you say, okay, I'm gonna save $100 of that a week. Great, well that $100 adds up you know, over time, that's four weeks, that's $400 a month, You know, times 12, so on and so forth, you get the point. You're now actually meeting those long-term goals, but you're, but you're able to break them up, I think mentally, emotionally, psychologically into smaller tasks that you're able to really swallow, you know, thinking of the whole metaphor of, of trying to eat the whole elephant. How do you do it one bite at a time, right? So it's a sim- it's a very similar concept there that you're taking small bites out of this humongous goal. You're way more able and, and you're way more, the probability of you actually succeeding is, is, is much higher than it would be if you were to, to stick with that big goal and say, I just need to do this by the end of the year. Because there's also this concept going back to laziness of procrastination. So setting small tasks, doing those small tasks, you know, repeatedly throughout the year, that's really going to help you see those goals through. The other thing that kind of pairs well with the theory of micro tasks, and this is very specific to your financial life and your, you know, personal finances and how you guys manage those. And you know, you know, I'm a big proponent of auto auto pay and auto dra- auto anything, automate it, man, automate it. Automate it so that you, one, don't have to manually do it every month or every week. So you don't have to think about it, it just happens. You know, automatically move money into a savings account, automatically move money into an investment account, automatically move money into your retirement account. Make it automated so that it leaves the human factor of you forgetting to do it, forgetfulness, out of the equation or laziness or the mental limitation of a distraction. You get distracted again. We have so much going on in our lives every day that you forget to do it all together. Take that out of the equation. Don't even think about it. Better yet, and this one goes, I think, directly into certain investments that I think you guys should consider adding more money into right now, if possible. Those being your 401ks, HSAs, if you guys have them or have the ability to get one, so on and so forth. Those types of things, you don't even see the money because they get taken out by your company before the paycheck even hits you. So if you think about it, that is really the the best way to go about this because it's foolproof. You don't even see the money ever. So when you don't see the money, you also don't have this mental and emotional lacking of something. You're not seeing the money get removed from your account. You're not seeing the money go out of your account weekly, monthly, quarterly. You're not even seeing it really unless you guys dive into your paychecks, you know, bi-weekly, which I used to do because I'm psycho. But you probably aren't doing that. And then you're getting used to having this amount of disposable income and but in reality, you you have this money building up and building and accumulating and growing exponentially for your long-term goals, for your future self, for your retirement. 
And that's so powerful. And it's very, very powerful in terms of, you know, you being able to meet goals by, I wouldn't say tricking yourself, but by not fighting yourself. Because we have these character flaws within us. It's literally how we are wired, how we trigger. It is human beings and how we operate. We all have it. Some just have better control over it. But it allows you to not have to fight it. You don't have to fight that, you know, that fallacy of being human and having to have these limitations and and fighting those constantly. So those things I think are super important to think about and to really implement as micro tasks as they feed into and build up to your bigger goals that you have for 2023 and beyond. Like, I have five-year, 10-year, 30-year goals, and all of those align with my shorter micro-tasks. And as I build and and succeed in those micro-tasks, and this is kind of the last bit of this topic, is I am also seeing either my savings account grow, my investment account grow, my retirement account grow, or I'm seeing my debt reduction in real time, month to month, Sometimes it's not as as impactful unless you're looking quarterly or yearly, but get the motivation in real time because that motivation in real time at those shorter frequencies will help continue to motivate you towards those long-term goals. It'll help continue to drive your brain towards towards a positive connotation of I'm doing this, I'm putting in the work, I'm getting the results. Very similarly to how you would do weigh-ins if you're trying to lose weight or, you know, various physicals if you're trying to see better numbers at the doctor office. It's, It's a very similar concept to that and it's very powerful because it keeps you motivated and it keeps you you know, consistent and moving through the, the quarters, the, the years, 5, 10, 15 years in this same behavior and these positive behaviors that your future self will thank you for. You know, so so that's really what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is some of these psychological defects that we have and how to combat them and how to actively work smarter and not harder when it comes to these. So that's all I have for you guys today. But what I want you to do is always remember, respect yourself by respecting your money. Talk soon.